0: and welcome back to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier and on this podcast I chat with small business owners where we discuss how their business came to be, their passions, their journeys, their pieces of advice, and sometimes I'll do solo episodes where I share what's been on my mind. Now with me today is Ariel, the founder and owner of Tucker's Treats. Ariel started Tucker's Treats because she was making homemade dog biscuits for her own dog and wanted to spread the love to others. Of course, her dog's name is Tucker, and he personally taste-test every new flavor Ariel creates, so you can ensure your dog will love them as well. We had a great discussion of why she launched Tucker's Treats and where she plans on taking the business, I know you'll enjoy this episode. Before we dive in and hear from Ariel, of course, I'd appreciate if you follow Virtual Coffee on really any social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, etc. Check us out on there. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Thank you for being here. And now let's hear from Ariel. Welcome, Ariel. Thank you so much for being on virtual coffee today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited.
0: Me too. As always, looking forward to um, (laughs) speaking with you. So let's dive in. um, Tell our audience a little bit about yourself. So just introduce
1: yourself and your business, Tucker's Treats. So I am Ariel. I am the owner of Tucker's Treats. Um, I'm 25 years old. I live in Apex, North Carolina with my husband and my dog. And yeah, I'm just running this business.
0: Awesome. How did how did Tucker's Treats start? Um where where did the idea come from? And also
1: where did the name come from? Would love to know that. All of the treats that I was giving my dog seemed to upset his stomach or give him ear infections. So I was just like, "You know what? I think I'm just going to start making his own treats, um making them myself and I thought that why not make a business out of it because I knew I couldn't be the only one worried. About what was in my dog's treats because I was always Googling and looking up the ingredients, and I was constantly worried about what I was giving him. So I just started making my own, and <laughs> I said, Why not make a business out of it? So I ran it by my husband. And I was like, Hey, I have this idea. What do you think about it? He was immediately supportive from the start, he loved the idea. So I did all the paperwork, and now I'm a business. <laughs> Awesome. I,
0: I love when businesses start that way um, from like a your personal problem, right? Like you you were trying to figure out better treats for your dog and then you scaled it essentially. And right. I think that's yeah. like one of the best ways to start a business is because clearly you have the personal passion behind it. You know, like you're right. solving your own problem. And so you're like, let's just share it with others.
1: Right. <laughs> and the name came from, yeah. his name is
0: actually Tucker. Oh. Nice. Um <laughs>
1: That's what that's what I figured. What type of dog is he? He is a black lab mixed with a golden retriever.
0: Ooh, ooh, I that's a beautiful beautiful combination.
1: Lovely. It's, yeah, it's two of the best breeds. He's the best dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. And yeah, you're right about that. Those are those are solid solid breeds. <laughs> so when you when you first started, did you start with like a recipe that you googled? Did you just Look for healthy ingredients first. Like what were almost the first few treats you created? And then how did they evolve from there?
1: So I knew, I had a little bit of knowledge of uh, different fruits and vegetables that dogs could have. So I just kind of played around with those. My first treat was actually pumpkin, which is okay. his nickname. And it has <laughs> pumpkin, peanut butter, and cinnamon in it and some eggs. And I tested it out on him. He loved it. So that is the first one I actually came up with. That's awesome.
0: And it sounds like you just kind of first started with the ingredients, right? And then made combinations from there.
1: Yeah, um, I looked up the ingredients um, and I had a list of ingredients that dogs could have. And I was just kind of putting them together and making different combinations, testing them out and Tucker is my taste tester, <laughs> so I'm, I think I'm sure he loves hair, that goes. job. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> he loves it. Oh, that's excellent. That's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love that. That you really start with the ingredients first, rather than maybe a recipe that you know you Google or something, because like clearly you know every single ingredient that's in there, and they sound pretty simple, which I think in this case is a very good thing.
1: Right. I try to keep the ingredients to like five or six ingredients, um, so there's not too much in there. Everybody seems to really like the idea of being able to name every ingredient that's in the Yes. Treat.
0: Yep, I can definitely agree with that. What are some of the other uh, flavors you have? You definitely don't have to list off every single thing you sell, but maybe some of your, your favorites or Tucker's favorites.
1: So Tucker loves peanut butter cookie. It's just peanut butter, flour, water, and eggs. He loves pumpkin, anything pumpkin, he loves. <laughs> um, uh, he really likes the strawberry banana, which is, you know, strawberry, banana, flour, peanut butter. There's some grain free options in there. I actually have one grain free, but I'm working on other ones. So I think peanut butter cookie is definitely one of my most popular. There's a peanut butter molasses, banana oatmeal. They really sound all of even,
0: yeah, they sound, I was going to say, they sound even good to me because <laughs> the oh ingredients are so simple, right? Like, I'm sure humans could eat them, right? There shouldn't be an oh, issue yeah. with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've, I've definitely tested a few of them myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I yeah. do have uh, a couple people, they're like, I want to eat these. I'm like, I mean, I don't market them as like for mm-hmm. humans, but you totally could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, why not?
0: Like, again, that just shows how natural they are the treats that you're making is that yeah they sound good to humans it's like why not try one (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) and curious if are you able to ship the treats at all or do you just sell locally
1: i do i currently ship to all 50 states Um, nice i also offer local deliveries as well so within the state of north carolina i currently deliver to nine zip codes near apex and Cary. but yes i do ship
0: uh to all 50 states Nice. That's a huge accomplishment, that shipping. Was it tricky at all? I know sometimes um, things with food are tricky. Is it maybe it's different because it's
1: technically a dog treat, but was that hard to figure out? I actually did everything um, through LegalZoom and they made it mm. so super easy for me because I was so worried about the difficulties of becoming a business and they actually made it really easy. Um, the only thing that is a little bit harder is shipping internationally. Uh, which I hope to do. But it's just kind of hard to get the uh, permits for that.
0: No, that makes sense. I've definitely heard that from um, others on this podcast, too. And that's a great tip using legal Zoom, you said, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Nice. It was so easy. Wow. That's
0: a actually a great tip, um, even selfishly for myself, because I've been looking into how do I make the podcast official? Like what are the le- legalities behind that, if you will? And that sounds like a great resource. Can you tell me a little bit more about your experience with them? Like, do they really just walk you through step-by-step step from start to finish? Yeah,
1: it, um, I pretty much got my hand held through all of it. Um, wow, they yeah. file all the paperwork for you, so you don't really have to file anything. And then they have tax people on standby. They have attorneys on standby. I've actually had a couple of phone calls consulting with some uh, tax professionals just to make sure that I'm doing everything correctly. And I know a lot of people, when they have a business, they worry about the taxes and Mm -hmm. the dates and not missing anything. And LegalZoom has like a calendar with important tax dates dates and um, things like that. So you never really have to struggle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's... I I think that's one of the best pieces of advice that's ever been given on this podcast because that's so helpful. That's usually one of my questions is, you know, you have this awesome idea for a business and how do you even start, right? You might understand how to do the product, you know, okay, for for your case, making those treats you were already doing, but how do you make it legit? And I've personally been struggling with that. Like, where do you start? How do you know what you need to do? Um, So that is very, very helpful. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, no problem. And kind of off of that, what are some of the other maybe major steps or, pre- you know, maybe challenges um, that you've experienced while while launching and running Tucker's Treats? Are there any moments that stand out to you, especially considering if there are other small business owners listening to this episode, um, kind of stories you want to share that you've overcome or other tips and tricks or pieces of advice?
1: Yeah, there weren't many major steps to take, uh, really, but for me, the biggest challenge was being able to put myself out there because I used to be so bad at talking about myself and talking to people (laughs) about my business. And that was hard, but I'm definitely getting better at it. Doing markets helped a lot because it put me in situations where I had to talk to people and tell them about my treats and the interactions ended up being really nice. It made me glad that I stepped out of my comfort zone. I've met a lot of people and a lot of dogs and everyone has just been so positive and encouraging. And it's been really great.
0: That is a very important step is just like getting yourself out there, right? Especially in the beginning, you're the only one really promoting your business until you get that solid customer base who then do um, some some promotion for you. But yeah, just, not being afraid to, to get out there. Do you have any
1: favorite local markets that you want to shout out? Apex Farmers Market and yes. I did um, Phillips Farms and Cary. Both nice. of those markets were incredibly welcoming and everyone around you is just so supportive because they're all so small businesses. So they know uh, how it works. They know what you're thinking. So shout out to those two markets I <laughs> haven't gotten to do Um, many other ones, but I plan on it. Always great to hear um, positive feedback for
0: um, those vendors who are participating in a market. Is Tucker Treats your full-time job or do you have um, another job on top of it? So Tucker's Treats right
1: now is my full-time. I was a teacher before I started my business and I am a stay-at-home wife currently, so I'm fortunate enough to be able to completely focus on my business. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's, Thank that's <laughs> huge
0: taking that taking that full time. Do you have advice top of mind, or just maybe even just telling your story is, is helpful as well of kind of making that that transition making that leap, you know, even if you have the the support, maybe even the financial support, it's difficult, right? To, it's really, it's really risky to take that jump. How did how did you make that jump? How did you kind of Push through that that scary, nervous step that I'm sure you experienced, but I definitely won't speak to you for for you. So maybe maybe you weren't nervous at all, but kind of tell us about that
1: moment. I was definitely nervous. It was it was the good kind of nervous, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you never know how it's going to turn out until you do it. So I just jumped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a risk because I'm sure, as many people know. Uh, starting a business is not cheap. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So that was a risk. And really, you just have to go for it. Like if you have something that you're passionate about and have been kicking the idea around, go for it, because it could turn out really great. And, you know, it could it could really change your life. We've definitely heard that that advice before, too. It's a consistent theme
0: of you really just have to do it. Like there's no step by step playbook. There's no guarantee that it'll work or not work. And you just have to try it. And I think especially do you think having your skill set and experience as a teacher, do you think that made it easier at all? Because you knew that was at least maybe your plan B if Tucker Streets didn't work out. Like did that go through
1: your head at all? Kind of. Um mm. I also had some experience in marketing. So that kind of helped oh, okay. with my business. But I my husband is also fortunate enough to work from home. nice. Um, So he's been really supportive. And he's like, you know what, if it doesn't work out, I'm here for you. You don't have to go back to work if you don't want to. So that was really nice. nice. But I did consider uh, going back into teaching if it didn't work out.
0: That's wonderful that you have that that support within your family. And also your own your own experience too to lean on as well whether it be teaching or marketing but yeah congratulations on on focusing on it full time i i think it's incredible when people are able to and want to do that it just sounds sounds so fun and it's very inspiring to hear you following your passion and just starting your own business
1: thank you also
0: yeah wanting to dive into where you're hoping to take tucker's treats do you have any future milestones or goals that you want to share with those listening
1: at some point yeah I'm hoping to have a brick and mortar you know a store that people Mm. can shop in I would also like I said like to ship internationally because I I have noticed that I do get some visitors from other countries Um, so those are my two goals right now is to get a brick and mortar and start shipping internationally
0: Nice. And do you have a subscription box or would you ever consider
1: doing that with your treats? Do you know what? Me and my husband were just talking about that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and you, and
0: I was just thinking about, about that when that. I was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was
0: pursuing your page. I was like, oh, these would be awesome if if they had a subscription box. So that's my my free idea to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be really cool to yeah what what were you guys talking about like what are you thinking if you want to share if if it's a secret for now that's also totally okay
1: (laughs) honestly he was just like do you know what would be really cool I was like tell me because we're always like you know kicking around ideas for the business and he had mentioned a subscription box kind of like um what is it bark box yeah yep Uh, kind of like that so we were kind of you know talking about how often would we do it pricing and stuff like that. So that's definitely something that I've considered. It's just, you know, working out the logistics of it.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I've seen also um, some other small businesses do Patreon and set up like a Patreon account. And then um, are you familiar with Patreon? I don't think so. So Patreon, and for those listening who might not be aware, is, and I'm probably explaining this poorly, but it's meant for influencers and creators to really make some more money, um, based on their craft. But you could, I think you could have like different tiers of subscribers. So maybe I subscribe to your Patreon for like $5 a month. Someone else does 10, someone else does 20 a month. And within each of those tiers, you could say, okay, if you subscribe for $10 a month, you get one bag of treats a month. And like, that's kind of a way to do a subscription model, but through it, of course, it's through that third party f- platform of Patreon. Um, But I've seen I've seen other small businesses do it, particularly Rescue Me Candle Company. I feel like I'm always shouting her out, but she she does that. And I thought that was a really neat idea because it's a way to do it. I don't know if the logistics are easier because you're working through Patreon, but maybe check out that out and see how she does it. I just thought it was a, a neat idea for small businesses to like, keep getting their product out there and, and still make money. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I love that subscription model, especially for dog treats. Like we're always running out and we're like, Oh, now we need to go buy dog treats. Like I wish we just had that constant supply. That would be nice. I love that right. idea. <laughs> um, do you, do you see yourself expanding Tucker's treats at all? I mean, I saw on your website, you have of course the treats and you have some apparel as well, but um, do you see yourself in the future going into
1: any other dog-related products? Right now, I don't think so. I have actually thought about doing bandanas and stuff, like making mm-hmm. them for myself. But I think that I'm a little too busy for that right now. And I've also had some people asking me to start to make cat treats. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That'd but be right cute. Right the
0: the treats have my
1: my full attention.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And it sounds like do you make them order by order ish, or do you are you always making
1: batches of treats? What's your approach? So all of my treats are made as they're ordered. Um, oh wow! So I can nice. guarantee the the freshness and the quality. Um, so I make them yeah as they come in. Nice that for sure means they're fresh. That's cool. That's a nice offering.
0: With Tucker's Treats being your your full-time focus and, and job, do you ever find it difficult kind of shutting off the business or have you found a solid schedule that works for you? And either way, do you have any advice in that area for other business owners or really anyone and just kind of finding some sort of balance there between your work and then putting it down and putting it aside?
1: Yeah, so when I started this business, I had no idea that I would think about it so much. (laughs) Mm. So I always tell people, you know, when you're thinking about starting a business, be prepared to work 24-7, because when you have a small business or any business, it's definitely something that needs your constant attention. I'm constantly thinking of new treats and marketing ideas, and, you know, I'm always checking my website to make sure everything's working. I'm making sure that customers are happy with their orders. I'm answering messages and emails and replying to comments. And not only these days are you a business owner, but you're also a content creator. Mm -hmm. Um, Your website and social medias are so important, especially if you're an online store. But yes, I do find myself like wanting to be able to turn The business part of my brain off for a little Mm -hmm. bit but I think that's where it comes in where you just need to take some time for yourself put it aside for a while it'll be there when you get back take a break listen to your mind and body when they say that you need a break take it because you need it because you don't want to get burnt out and you don't want to get bored with your business Mm -hmm. and you don't want to feel you don't want it to feel like work you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think you made really two standout points there. One, what you just said about you don't want your business to get boring or you don't want to be bored with it. I think that's a really neat call out because it's and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is it's not like you're over it or you're not passionate about anymore, but it's more it becomes maybe so mundane or so routine and you're not giving yourself a break that it's like, it's not exciting anymore. It's not new. It's, it's tiring and all consuming. Um, exactly. I think that's a great, yeah, it's a great point. Cause people don't really talk about that. It's more, the narrative is often more, Oh, put, put more work into it, put more time into it so it can grow, um, and, and become bigger and bigger. But maybe there's a point there where that actually hinders you that actually becomes boredom and a routine and you start resenting what you're doing.
1: Right. Because, you know, if you're if you're bored with your business, you can you can start putting more into it and you can start working on it more often. But I don't think that you're going to be able to put your 100 percent into it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if you want to put your 100 percent into your business, I think taking breaks and taking time off are very Mm -hmm. important.
0: I totally agree with you, even if at first you're forcing yourself to take a break. Eventually, you know, hopefully, if you say you take like a week of quote unquote like PTO or time off, yeah, maybe that first day is really hard, but force yourself into it so that right. hopefully, eventually, you you feel those benefits of taking that rest. Yep,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And the the second thing you said that I wanted to call out is I love that you said, you know, you're a business owner, but you're also a content creator. I love that how you worded that because I completely agree. I don't think majority of people understand how hard it is to run your own business and to be, yeah, really an influencer and you're an influencer for representing your business because like you said, you have to make the products. You have the whole like consumer side of it where you're selling things and then you have the entire marketing aspect of it and both of those things are extremely hard and and full-time jobs in in each of their own. And I just really appreciate you calling that out because that's exactly true. Like anyone nowadays who has a business is, has to be a content creator too. Otherwise, how are you marketing your business, right? Like how are you getting it out there? So I just think that's so important to call out and kind of respect that for anyone who, who is running their own business, just everything that goes on behind the scenes.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot behind the scenes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, even for even for the podcast, even for virtual coffee, like, yes, my my product, if you will, are the episodes, right? That's kind of what I view of what I'm providing people. But then there's the whole social media aspect of it in order to get people to listen to those episodes and and see those episodes. So I completely relate. I think, like I said, each of those things could be full time jobs in and of themselves. And it's hard. It's really challenging. (laughs) It definitely is wanted to just kind of you've of course been giving advice throughout this entire time that we've been chatting but any other advice top of mind for those who are a small business owner or who are wanting to start their small business any kind of you know those top pieces of advice
1: that you have really just be be confident in yourself and be confident in your business and your product Um, and it sounds corny but know that you can do anything that you put your mind to like it sounds so corny and so overdone, but it's true. (laughs) If you have the passion for it, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes those, those
0: sayings or those phrases that we hear over and over again are actually the truest, right? Of just, you want to do it, do it. Like you just try it, just go for it. And yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think it can be as simple as that, like as simple as that phrase. Um, Not saying doing it is simple, but the advice can just be just do it. Just go for it.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, when, when I started this business, I had no idea that I would meet so many people who are also supportive of me. Like there are strangers who are so supportive. So networking helps with that as well. If you're thinking about starting a business network and find these groups of people that have the same Goals as you, and who have um, maybe find people who have small businesses because mm-hmm. they know exactly what you're going through, and they know what it takes, and sometimes you can get really good advice from them too.
0: Definitely, I think finding that community, right, is really what you're speaking to is is important, and the small business community is so strong. Like there, I've never, I mean, come across like a mean small business owner, like everyone is so pleasant and so welcoming and everyone wants to support one another. I I find it a very heartwarming community to be a part of. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Ariel, for sharing your story and, and pieces of advice. And the last question that I end every episode with is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And it can be related to Tucker's treats or maybe it's on a completely different topic, but what's that First thing that comes to mind when I say, what is your proudest accomplishment?
1: My proudest accomplishment is actually starting my business and being able to make the impact that I have on so many people's and their dogs' lives. And I am so thankful for the outpour of love and support from family, friends, and customers. And um, I just want them to know that this business would not be possible without them. Well,
0: congratulations on starting your business, on taking it full time. I'm really excited to see where it goes. And before we sign off, where can people find you in Tucker Streets? Shout out your social medias, your website, <laughs> everything.
1: <laughs> you can find me and Tucker Streets on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Tucker Streets LLC. And my website is www.tuckerstreetsllc.com nice yes with that llc you go girl (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome
0: again congratulations on everything you've achieved so far and i look forward to maybe that subscription box in the future
1: (laughs) yeah but yeah
0: (laughs) yeah no i definitely will and i hope everyone checks out you and tucker's treats and thank you so much for being on virtual
1: coffee thank you so much for having me